Hello, everybody, and welcome to this podcast. This is the very first episode. I'm very excited to do it. I'm sure you're wondering what it's all about. Basically, I'm here to just kind of give you small uh, bursts of positivity for your day or for your week or for your life. Uh, each episode, I'm going to talk about a different topic and how it can, uh, how it relates to us achieving a happier and more positive, more meaningful life. Uh, today's topic is perfection, what it means to be perfect, and can we really be perfect? I'm sure I'll ramble about some other stuff too. Uh, so without further ado, welcome to Continuous Improvement. So welcome to this very first episode. I'm very excited to try this out. I'm sure I'll be rambling a lot, but hopefully you'll bear with me. Again, this is, this podcast is called Continuous Improvement. It's just about um, talking about how we can improve our lives. And uh, I'm, for the first episode, I figured I'd tell you about myself. Uh, my name is Paul. I, I'm a high school math teacher. Uh, and related to math nerdy stuff, I also enjoy uh, playing board games and card games and role-playing games and video games and all that kind of stuff. That's a big part of my nerdy life. I also enjoy music. Um, I play in a pop-punk band. And I'm a vegan. I've been vegan for about six years now, and that's a, a very large part of my life. And I also enjoy just general uh, health and nutrition and I like I enjoy lifting and hope hopefully I hope one day to become a, an amateur vegan bodybuilder I know that's kind of a weird goal but I don't know it's just something I would like to do so again this this podcast um, we're gonna talk about how to have a happier more meaningful more positive life but of course these are just my my thoughts and my opinions I guess you would say and I would, um, I would welcome listener input if you have any concerns or questions, or you think that something I said was, I guess, wrong. I don't know if I don't know if the word wrong is the right thing, but if you have um, anything that you wanted to say about it, I would be more than happy to to hear from you. Uh, so again, for this first podcast, we're going to talk about the idea of perfection, and uh, can we actually? reach perfection and how does the continuous improvement mindset fit in with this question so as you've probably noticed the podcast is called continuous improvement and continuous improvement has uh, meant a lot to me personally over the past few years basically when I think about continuous improvement I think about how can I strive to improve myself and that can be physically improving myself, intellectually improving myself, mentally, emotionally. There's there's many different facets in your life that you can uh, you can build and you can improve on and continuous improvement or having a continuous improvement mindset is basically the attitude that we are constantly or continuously striving to improve ourselves. And I guess when we're talking about this, it's important also to realize that uh, we all have different abilities um, and we're all in different situations and so on and the 
people have different thresholds um, and and what it means to continuously improve is going to look different for different people. So when I'm thinking about perfection and asking myself, can we be perfect at this? Can we be perfect at, um, I don't know, can we be perfect at math? I'm a math teacher. Can I be perfect? Can I have the perfect body because I'm into lifting and, and those sorts of things? And the, one of the first things that comes to my mind is that it seems unfair to say that relating back to what I was saying about different people are going to have different different abilities, different thresholds, and it almost seems unfair to kind of say that there is one true perfection really for anything uh, because doing so is kind of saying that some perfection, some people are literally not going to be able to achieve certain quote-unquote perfections. Um, and I feel as though that kind of defeats the purpose of a continuous improvement mindset because really the purpose, because it's continuous improvement, the purpose isn't to reach some sort of end point. It's, 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 um, it's more so, not to sound cliche, the journey along the way. Although I shouldn't worry about sounding cliche because I'm sure this entire podcast is going to be cheesy and cliche. But you know what? Sometimes... That's what we need. I know sometimes that's what I need. So that's what I'm here to give you. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think that I don't think that the purpose is to say I'm trying to reach some some final ending. And not that's different than goals, which I think I'll touch upon uh, in an hour in a little bit. I think that's different than having goal. It's different. A goal is different than saying I've reached the end of this of this, I've been improving, 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 and I've reached the end of this, and I'm not going to improve on it anymore. I think the purpose is more so um, to say something like, okay, I know I'm an amazing person, and I have all these amazing quali um, qualities, and I'm going to try harder at doing this. Uh, for instance, like, I'm going to try and not make as many rude comments today. I know I've been, I've been catching myself making some rude comments. I'm going to try to not make as many rude comments today. And notice how I didn't say, I'm not an amazing person with amazing qualities, but I'm going to do this. Uh, because I think the point of a continuous improvement mindset is not to be hard on yourself or to look for flaws. It's to look for ways in which you can improve yourself. And that doesn't necessarily, at least in my mind, that doesn't necessarily equate to flaws. And I know this is obviously... Uh, ridiculously hard. A lot of people um, struggle with accepting their flaws. I just made the air quotes when I said flaws. I don't know if that's the right word that I want to use, but I at this exact moment, I can't think of another word. So I know that a lot of people have a lot of trouble accept, ex, uh, bleh, accepting these things, um, especially, for instance, physical, physical, um, people's physical I guess, again, I don't want to use the word flaws, but ways in which people would like to see themselves improve. Um, a lot of people, myself included over the years, have trouble have trouble with that. Um, like I like I mentioned before, one of my one of my dreams, I guess you could say, is to to, to try uh, ve being a, a vegan bodybuilder, being a, an amateur bodybuilder and um, 
and that obviously has to do with with the way that you physically look. So when you're putting so much effort into into how how your physical self is, it's hard not to start seeing um, seeing oh well I'm lacking this or I'm lacking that and and get really really discouraged about yourself. But um, but one thing that's kind of helped me one thing that's kind of helped me with that is um, I recently started doing uh, yoga about a two, two or so two or three months ago and um, the person that I was uh, doing these online yoga classes from it I it wasn't even in person it was just online and I totally encourage anyone that doesn't do yoga to get into it because it's even if you're not um, if you're not into doing sports or something something like that it just it really it really helped me feel better uh, both physically and mentally. Um, anyways, the person that I would I was watching these yoga classes with, um, or sorry, the person that was instructing these yoga classes that I was watching, that's a better way to phrase that, uh, they had a saying that was like, it, it said, you are not the body, you are not the mind, you are something divine. And I've, I've kind of taken that as my personal uh, mantra. You are not the body, you are not the mind, you are something divine divine and basically it's saying uh what you look like your body that's not that does not define you what what's going on in your mind that does not define you you are something you're something greater than that and um in terms of physical looks i think this is important because um because saying that you are not your body it's like your body changes every single day and and maybe the changes aren't as noticeable day to day but in 20 years from now your body is not going to look the same way that it is today in 50 years from now your body is not going to look the same way it does today and and for the majority of people um what your body looks like right now compared to what your body may look like in 50 years um i think society's kind of uh, idea of what a sexy body looks like, most people in 50 years aren't going to have that. And and because we're getting all these societal pressures about what our bodies should look and should not or should not look like, um, it, it's tough for a lot of people to accept this. And so this idea of you are not the body, you are not the mind, you are something divine, it, it has at least helped me um, let go of this of this pressure that I think most people feel that you have to have this perfect body. And that's, um, as you may, you may be seeing a pattern that I don't necessarily agree with this word perfection or this idea of perfection. And this is just another way that I don't agree with it. I don't agree that there is a perfect body. And in fact, our bodies, as I was saying, are changing every single day. And, um, and knowing that, that, our bodies do not define who we are. Obviously, a very, very difficult uh, thing to to kind of fully grasp, and not not something that I can claim that I've fully um, come to terms with yet. But I think that it kind of helps. It kind of helps you get through this crazy thing that we call life. Um, so, anyways, that was that was a little side tangent. Um, going back to. Uh, the idea of kind of like setting goals for yourself or something like that. So you kind of want to get to the the stage 
where you can say, okay, this is how I am, and this is okay. This is enough. I am enough, and today I'm going to try to do this. So just coming to terms, accepting who you are, and um, again, you're not the body, you're not the mind, you're something bigger than that, accepting who you are, but then trying to improve yourself. So today I'm going to try to eat 10 servings of vegetables, or today I'm going to try to say 10 nice things to other people, about other people, or um, something that's possibly even more difficult, today I'm going to try to say 10 nice things about myself. And if you get to the end of the day, and you didn't eat your 10, 10 servings of vegetables, or you didn't um, get to say 10 nice things about other people, well, you know what, there's always tomorrow. Um, I'm not one to kind of promote being harsh on yourself, as you probably uh, could have guessed. And of course, you can set bigger goals. It doesn't need to be today I'm going to do this. It's going to be this month I'm going to do this, or this year I'm going to do this. Or you can set smaller goals and say, in the next hour, I'm not going to participate in negative self-talk, which is something that's very difficult. And if I do, I'm going to try and catch myself and make myself aware of it. And I think that's something that's that, that can help people. I think a lot of times... Um, we usually go from setting goals like today I'm going to do this. Uh, we start with like those kind of goals and try and set bigger goals like this month I'm going to do this or this year I'm going to do this. But I think it's just as important, if not more important, to set smaller goals and say, okay, this this next hour I'm going to do this. And the reason why I think that's important is because I think the ideal way of achieving continuous improvement is to make it again this idea of continuous. That's the the, I guess the smallest increment possible. You can set an hourly goal, you can set a minutely goal, or you can set a goal that is happening every single instance instant of your life. It's continuously happening. And um, again, what I mean by continuously in math, an easy kind of cheat way of checking if something is continuous is saying. Um, okay, can I draw this graph, this line, without picking my pencil up? Or are there going to be gaps? Uh, do I have to pick the pencil up off the paper? Are there gaps in my line? And um, and again, in daily life, what this looks like is it's just kind of like an ongoing, it's an ongoing, continuous process. And you go from kind of, you kind of go from setting goals in the future, saying, today I'm going to do this, this year I'm going to do this, to setting goals in the present, you're saying, okay, uh, for instance, we're talking about negative self-talk, you're going to say, okay, I'm going to make myself aware whenever I participate in negative self-talk, whenever I'm, I say something about myself, say something negative about myself, which is something I think uh, a lot of people do. And I'm not saying, I'm not definitely not trying to put the blame on everyone and on anyone that's doing that because I think it's, again, something that... Um, that we kind of get bred into doing by society. And it's something that's hard, especially um, as you keep doing it, it's, it becomes a habit and it's something that is, is very, very hard to stop doing. However, I think that one of the ways to start, stop doing it, I don't know if that's a weird, weird sentence, if one of the ways to stop doing it is, um, or to begin ending it, is to make yourself aware that you're doing it. And, and every time it happens, Right after, right as it's happening, you're saying, "Oh, this is this is this is not good for me." I I I'm saying this about myself. 
or I'm, or again, it could be yes, you're talking negatively about other people, and you become aware of it. You say, "Oh, I that thing I said, that's that's not good. That's gonna make other people, that's gonna make someone else feel like crap." And I don't want to make anyone else feel like crap. I don't want to make myself feel like crap. So catching yourself doing it um, can help you to prevent, can help prevent you from doing it. The next time or it can help you again improve on reducing the amount of the amount that it happens and um and so on and so forth uh something else to kind of that i that i've been trying to catch myself doing for instance another example is um whenever i catch myself um getting getting annoyed at something whenever whenever someone is talking to me and i'm like oh i'm thinking to myself oh man this this person is annoying, or I am very annoyed right now. Now, I shouldn't even say this person is annoying because sometimes it'll be someone that's very close to me, and I'm like, oh, man, this is this is just really annoying right now. And I, I st- try to stop myself, and, and I analyze, like, while this is going on in the present, I'm trying to analyze why I'm feeling this way. And I'm, I think to myself, is this person actually doing something annoying? Or am I just in a bad mood? Did I not get enough sleep? I know that's when, for me personally, if I don't get enough sleep, the next day I tend to be a little more irritable and I tend to get annoyed a little more. And and that's just like not really, it's not really fair to other people. Um, I shouldn't really be annoyed at other people because I didn't get enough sleep. They could have nothing to do with it. Or maybe it's just the situation I'm in. I'm in a bad situation right now and I'm getting annoyed. And again, it might not be this person who I'm talking to. It might not be their fault at all. So I try to, at at the present, while this is going on, while I'm feeling that I'm feeling annoyed, I say, okay, I'm feeling annoyed right now. Let's think about why I'm feeling annoyed. Oh, I got two hours of sleep last night. Well, that's probably why I'm being irritable in a, in a big... Uh, big uh, bully right now to this person so i'm going to put a lot of effort into stopping this and not even um because you can't you can't a lot of times you can't stop yourself from feeling an emotion uh but you can you can monitor that emotion and you can um control you have some degree of control over your actions and the things that are coming out of your mouth so i could i could feel ridiculously annoyed at this person stop myself realize that i'm feeling this way realize that this person has nothing to do with why i'm annoyed and then kind of just monitor the things that i'm saying to this person the tone that i have to this person or my actions towards this person to make sure i'm not taking out this this annoyance or aggravation or irritability that has nothing to do with them i'm not taking it out on them um that's something that i try to do and and you know what i think it's just it's just a kind of it's a good thing to to monitor your emotions anyway and and i'm in no way saying not to feel certain ways because i think however you feel is completely valid if you feel sad you are allowed to feel sad. If you feel mad, you are allowed to feel mad. All of your feelings are completely valid. Um, they're always valid. It's how you feel. Obviously, if I'm if I'm a, in a great mood, I'm not going to go up to someone and tell them I'm really angry. That would I don't know why that would happen, anyways. But if I'm feeling angry and I tell someone I'm feeling angry, um, they they don't really have the right to say 
no, you don't feel angry. You shouldn't feel angry right now. Well, it's like, well, I do. I do feel angry. And um, maybe I need to, again, just maybe I need to monitor, analyze why I'm feeling angry. Um, And maybe I do that. I analyze why I'm feeling angry, why I'm feeling sad, and I am completely justified in why I feel why I feel this way. Maybe I tried to monitor and analyze why I'm feeling sad and I have no idea why I'm feeling sad, but I'm still feeling sad. And that's again, same thing. That is completely fine. And no one can tell you, I don't think anyone can tell you, don't feel sad. Because you know what? If you feel sad, feel sad. Sometimes you feel sad for absolutely no reason. And um and again, no one can tell you not to feel that way because all of your feelings and all of your emotions are completely valid. Um, so anyways, so so this is this is kind of this is this continuous process. This is kind of constantly monitoring um, monitoring how you're feeling and and what you're doing, what your actions are, what your physical actions are, what your mental actions are, what your emotional actions are. Um, and it's a constant process and and this con- constant continuous process doesn't really have an end you you're you're imp- you're working on improving yourself constantly but not really with a with a end goal there's nothing that says this is how it's going to end um i think it's just it's something that we we can always do and we can always improve ourselves we can always work to improve ourselves uh, and that kind of brings us back to the original question can we reach perfection and as you might um, have gathered, hopefully at this point, I, I don't think I don't think that's a that's a good question to ask. I don't think it's good to set to set these goals that that are trying to reach perfection, because um, because I don't think that we can reach that we want that we can reach perfection that we want to try to reach perfection. Uh, I think that um, that it's important as humans for us to try to improve ourselves. And, uh, and yeah, and that's what I want to say about that. So we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with more continuous improvement. Hey everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this very first episode of continuous improvement. Um, I'm very excited to have done it and I hope you're enjoying it so far. I just wanted to let you know that continuous improvement is part of the commentist network. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and learn more about the show at the commentist.com T H E C O M M E N T I S T. Com. We also have a lot of other great shows on the Commentist Network. Uh, I personally do two other shows. One of them is called The Bearded Vegans, where it's me and my friend Andy and talking about vegan and other social issues. And then I do another one with my brother and some other friends called Roll to Hit, which is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. So if you're interested in any of those or just want to check out some of the other great podcasts, um, yeah, head over to thecommentist.com. All right, let's get back to continuous improvement. So welcome back to Continuous Improvement. Uh, again, this is the first episode. Thank you so, 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 so much for listening. Um, I'm just kind of rambling on. Hopefully you're not sick of it at this point. I don't want to make these episodes too, too long because I want them to just kind of be something that you can listen to in in 30 minutes and just kind of give you something to think about. Again, like I said in the beginning, you don't have to agree 
with some of the things I say, with most of the things I say, with all of the things I say. You don't have to agree with these things. Um, but I hope that that they make you they make you think about your life and how you can uh, make improvements on your life and how you can live a happier, more positive life. So even if you if you disagree with everything that I have to say, but it helps you it helps you improve your life in some way, then that's okay with me. I'm okay with that. And I would still love to hear uh, what you disagree with, what you agree with. I'd still want to hear that. Um, so I hope that if you are if you are if any of this provokes any sort of thoughts or emotions with you, I, I would love to hear about it. Um, so going on with this idea of perfection, one of the other things that came to mind when I was thinking about this was that uh, often we hear the idea that two people are perfect for each other. And um, we hear this, we see this, like this is obviously the, the theme of, of countless blockbuster movies, these two people that have been that are just perfect for each other and the movie puts them into in difficult situations and they have to overcome a bunch of stuff and and they finally reach each other and everything is perfect. Um, so I wanted to talk about that a, li- a little bit. And a lot of times in these movies, they kind of... Uh, they portray these, like, origin stories about, about like, perfect couples... And they're always they're always in some different culture, which is probably some like made up thing. Like they'll say, "Oh, there's an old Native American story or an old Chinese proverb," and they're probably absurd and and made up. But these stories about how there was one entity and one being that was separated into two, a man and a woman, and their destiny is to find each other to become whole again. And um, besides being, yeah, so these are the stories. And besides being being um, heteronormative, these ideas push the idea that you need to find the perfect mate for yourself. Um, and again, we get back to this idea of perfection. And like I mentioned, um, <laughs> those stories are obviously very heteronormative. Um, but just, just kind of... Anyways, going along with what I was talking about before about perfection, I kind of disagree with this idea that there is one person that is perfect for you. And my philosophy about this, um, and I'll explain a little bit about it, my philosophy is that there's not just one person that's perfect for you, but there are, are many people in the world who would be very, I almost said perfectly, who would be very compatible with you as a um, as friends or as um, romantic interests, let's say, and I actually, I actually kind of think that it's a dangerous mindset to have. That uh, dangerous is a, is an extreme word, but I'll explain it. Dangerous mindset to have that there is one person that is the perfect match for you, that is the one for you, um, and if you're in a relationship with someone that you think is is the perfect match, I think. Uh, it does a lot of subconscious things to you that can be harmful to to yourself and to your relationship. Um, I think subconsciously it might make you want to to change the other person if if you find things if you really believe that this person is the one for you, but then you're like, oh well, I don't like this part about them, but they are the one for me. It it might make you want to even subconsciously or consciously make you want to change 
how that person is. And sometimes, sometimes I think that's okay. For instance, uh, you're totally in love with this person, but they, they have trouble cleaning up after themselves, cleaning up after they finish dinner or something like that. Trying to have them do something like that, clean up after they eat, put away the, wash the dishes or something like that. I think that's, that's an acceptable, uh, thing to ask of of a partner but um if you're trying to change if you're like oh this person's perfect for me but i don't like this about them and you end up trying to change someone's personality or emotions i think it can kind of it's it can lead to uh, abusive very unhealthy relationships and and overall this mindset that this person that i'm with is the perfect one for me it just puts a lot of pressure on relationships um, and and putting a lot of pressure on relationships can be unhealthy for the relationship and for the people involved in the relationship and and I'm obviously not saying that um, I'm obviously not saying that you can't be bummed when if you break up if you're in a relationship for for two years or for two months and you break up I'm not saying you can't be bummed about that because it's it stinks. It's it's a very uh, sad thing to happen, and it's it's very unfortunate. But um, I think if if you break up with someone and you have the mindset that they're the only one for you, that's um, and that you're never gonna find anyone else that's as good as that person, and you ruined you ruined it, and you're never gonna be happy with anyone else in your life. I think um, even though sometimes it may feel like that, if you can kind of get out of that mindset, I think it can it can lead to a um, a less damaging, a less potentially damaging end to a relationship. Um, so that's that's just why I um, yeah that's just why I think that that kind of trying to find the perfect person for you. Um, you don't need to, I just don't think you need to do it. I think if, I think you'll be a lot happier if personally, again, I think you'll be a lot happier if you have this mindset of, okay, well, there are, there are tons of people out there for me that will work, that will work really well with me. Um, and getting into a relationship with, with one of those people would, would give me a, a great relationship. Yeah. That's, that's what I think about that. Um, <laughs> sorry. Kind of lost my train of thought there. Uh, the, I guess the last thing I wanted to talk about, um, this is not related to the relationship aspect, the last thing I wanted to just touch on was that striving for the opposite of perfection is is also probably not a great thing. And I think, um, I think someone that is just stagnant in their beliefs, in their um, emotional life, in their physical life, I think that's just that's also not um, not a great place to be because you want to be you want to be willing to change yourself. If you're unwilling to change or improve, if you say, "Okay, I'm I'm content where I am, and I'm not going to I'm not going to change my views about things. I'm not going to change my I'm not going to change my opinions. Um, I'm not going to work on my emotional life or my physical life or anything like that. I think that's also a potentially uh, dangerous situation to be in, and and I think this comes out a lot when um, when I see people that have two opposing views, um, no matter what it's on, two people just kind of butting heads, and both people are 
unwilling to if you have this idea that you're unwilling to change uh, no one's ever going to get anywhere you're never you're not going to convince either person um to even think about to even think about the other person's viewpoint and when i think about um for instance like social justice issues that i try to educate uh my friends or complete strangers on um if that other person is is completely unwilling to change then then i'm never really going to get anywhere and i'm not even trying to i'm and i'm i'm definitely not trying to say that i have the right views on anything and everything because i probably don't and um i'd like to think that my views are right again i did some air quotes but i mean who am i to say and um and again having this having that mindset of saying like who knows if i'm right or not and is there a right uh, we're not going to get into that but um who knows if i'm right or not um having that mindset for myself it allows me to be open to hear what other people are saying um so for instance if someone has an opposing view as me I'm I'm going to disagree with it, but I'm going to to listen to what that other person is saying, and I'm going to take in um, and try to understand why that person thinks that way. And after I do that, after I listen to the other person, if I still disagree with them, then I'm going to try to use what they told me to um, to try to educate them. So uh, this is something that I try to do when I talk about. When I talk to people about uh, being vegan, is if I if because I, I, I don't think it's a very effective strategy to just kind of say like you're wrong because you eat meat. Period. End of story. Now stop eating meat. I don't think that would ch- me saying that would change anyone's mind. So uh, what I what I try to do, and I I think this is a, is an effective way of promoting discussion, is listening to to what that person has to say. Um, and and of course, not eating meat, being vegan is something that is a very um, important part to me, important aspect of my life, and something that I, I don't really see changing. Uh, so th- this is this is something that, again, I don't, um, I don't believe necessarily that people can be right or wrong about thing, some things, but, um, but being vegan is something that I, I think that that I've, I'm not going to change, um, which who knows does if maybe this makes me a hypocrite about all the other things I'm saying, but um, but basically when I'm having discussions with people, I try to listen to what they're saying, and and tell them how I feel and relate it back to, to how they feel, uh, or sorry, relate it back to what they were what they were saying to me, and just try to. Um, to do stuff like that. Yeah, so I ended up rambling a little bit about that. But again, my whole point was um, was you need to be willing you need to be willing to to change. So the opposite well well I don't think that striving for perfection is something that's good. I also don't think that being staying where you are, not moving in your opinions and your views and your attitudes, I also think that's um, that's not so great either, and and you kind of want to be you want to be willing and open to new things, to new ideas, to new experiences, uh, to to stuff like that. So, yeah, just rambled a little bit at the end there, but hopefully hopefully you took something out of it. Uh, so I I think that's going to wrap it up for this first episode. 
Um, if you want to send me any uh, feedback on this, I'd love to hear feedback. Uh, my email is paul.m.stellar at gmail.com. That is P-A-U-L dot M as in, um, I, I don't know, milk dot stellar, S-T-E-L-L-E-R at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to follow me on Instagram. My Instagram name is stay pizzative, like stay positive, except with pizza, S-T-A-Y-P-I-Z-Z-A-T-I-V-E. I think I spelled that right. Stay pizzative. Um, and yeah, just leave, let, let me know, let me know what you thought. Um, hopefully you took something out of it. So I hope you all, I hope you all have a wonderful day. I love each and every one of you, even if you hated this and yeah, have a beautiful day. Thank you.